Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for October the 21st in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, folks. That is important to understand. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We talked about the Liberty Conference 2021 coming up. That's this Friday and Saturday at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. Weekendact.net. Get your tickets immediately. Put in the keyword Liberty, all caps. You get 50 bucks off per ticket. Weekendact.net. Yesterday, uh, me and Zach went and set up along with Kathy and Molly and others, the Loving Liberty booth. So that was delightful. We're getting ready to rock and roll. Yesterday we had on General Michael Flynn, election integrity, ladies and gentlemen. GeneralFlynn.com, he's going to be highlighting 10 indisputable facts about vote fraud. And he really uh, highlighted this fact is you don't call it vote fraud. Hey, Alexa, shut up. Stop. There you go. Sorry, folks. It just went off for some crazy reason, even though I never said her name or anything else. (laughs) Anyway, General Michael Flynn has 10 irrefutable facts on the 2020 election that really argues for audits. He'll be talking about that in great detail at the Weekend Act conference. But General Flynn was with us yesterday morning on your radio. Wanted, ladies and gentlemen, 80,000 truck drivers. They say the problem is we need a fix for the supply chain. Truck drivers move 71% of product or the U.S. economy's goods, if you will, but they only represent 4% of the vehicles on the roads. Listen to this carefully, though, what they're saying, ladies and gentlemen. By 2030, they say we'll have 160,000 drivers shortage. So it's getting worse. They say within 10 years, it'll be over a million The average truck driver age is 54 years old, folks. So people are going to be retiring uh, and everything else. And so, wow, very, very interesting. We also had our guest on, Patrick Byrne. He was the founder of Overstock, now a philanthropist, doing a great job for the sacred cause of liberty. He and General Flynn say, we the people demand immediate action and accountability. Theamericaproject.com is where you can learn more about Patrick Byrne work, doing a great job. We took a poll, too, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in America. Mainstream press pollsters, 61% of likely voters believe integrity issues affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. And 10% say they don't know what the heck to believe. That's over 70%, over 7 out of 10, ladies and gentlemen. Americans are waking up as the new media takes center stage. That was hour one of two. Hour two, we had our guest on Joey Gilbert. Gilbert for governor, ladies and gentlemen, of where you ask, the great state of Nevada. And Joey Gilbert says, hey, I will make sure that Nevada never has another manipulated, dishonest election again. 
gilbertforgovernor.com. And Joey will be one of the speakers at the conference as well. We then had our guest on, Arizona Senator Sonny Borelli, ladies and gentlemen. And he is the Senate Majority Whip down there in Arizona. And he is involved in the Arizona Forensic Audit, folks. SonnyBorelli.com if you want to learn more about what he's doing. But he'll be speaking and highlighting the scandals that have been uncovered in the Arizona elections, folks. He's been working with um, one of those guys, the Cyber Ninjas and others, <clears throat> to get to the bottom of the scandal. Anyway, those are just some of the guests we had on yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be live and speaking at the Weekend Act Conference. I won't be speaking, but I will be there with our booth, LovingLiberty.net booth, promoting the Loving Liberty Networks uh, and more. And our co-host today, Eldon Stahl, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, JBS.org, thenewamerican.com. He'll be there with a the booth as well. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live once again, sir. Oh, great to be back, Tim. Wow, there's so much to talk about, so little time. I'm really looking forward to this conference, though. I want to start there for a minute. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it, there is more booths. I guess there's 70-plus vendors. Uh, there are more booths and more speakers than at any conference I've, I think I've ever been to. Um, the Freedom Fest uh, in South Dakota was huge, uh, but this is huge, too, Eldon, and it's the inaugural conference uh, at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. I think uh, the Rocky Mountains, Salt Lake, is going to be the key to the West when it comes to Liberty Conferences going forward, sir. Yeah, and, uh, you know, certainly hats off to those that are organizing uh, this event. If you can make it, I would highly encourage it. And there is an option for live stream if you're not able to come. So that it, it's it's going to be a great one. So WeCanAct.net is the website. Get your tickets today. Put in the keyword, all caps, LIBERTY, and you get a $50 discount if you're on a, a ticket that actually is physically there. And then you can get discounts on uh, the streaming options if you just can't make it. But we highly encourage people to attend in person, Eldon. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. If you can come in person, you can. Uh, uh, it's always more value there, of course. But, you know, uh, do what you can. All right, the John Birch Society is going to have copies of the New American at the booth. Who's going to help you man it? Uh, we've got some of the local members that will be helping out, uh, so they've they've been uh, willing to uh, share some of their time and and uh, you know interact with the public, and uh, that'll, that'll be really good. Yeah, we'll have quite a few copies of these uh, issues on uh, education there, uh, we, on uh, rescuing our children and save our children. Uh, encouraging people to get their kids, their grandkids, their nephews, nieces, whatever the case may be, out of the uh, government indoctrination centers. Well, and what's interesting about the education um, topic is that the JBS has been one of the premier educators on the truth regarding education for quite some time, decades in fact. But now that the FBI and the Justice Department and the administration and everybody else calling parents literally terrorists, this issue now takes new meaning for most, and they really need to get caught up with the JBS uh, truth-telling uh, for decades on this. It'll catch you up in a hurry, Eldon. Oh, yeah. very. Uh, the, the second one is even better than the first one, which is amazing. Um, the first one was res rescue our children, and the second is save our children. But, you know, I, I guess uh, it seems like we're all 
waiting for maybe a sign from heaven that uh, we should get our kids out of the public school. And maybe this is uh, kind of a blessing. People said, well, okay, uh, th- I guess that's a sign. If the FBI is com- coming after me, if I'm going to, you know, be a little bit uh, angry at what the school board is doing and tell them so in uh, at the school board meeting, that's that's maybe a sign that uh, I'm not going to get very far with the uh, the school reform movement. <laughs> well, when they start calling you terrorists because you want to stand up and say, I don't want perverted sex stuff taught to my children. I don't want this trans- transgender stuff taught. I don't want critical race theory taught that every interaction uh, should be dealt with in a race um, view, a racial view or whatever. I don't believe that I'm just a racist because somehow a couple of hundred years ago, uh, some bad things happened. Uh, in America, if you don't want those things taught and you speak out and say, look, I don't want that. I don't want my kid to have to wear a mask all day long. Then they're literally calling you a terrorist. And it's not just some whacked out yep. one person in Congress. This is the whole shooting match at the federal government level. You're talking about the FBI, the Justice Department, the administration. Uh, I mean, it's pervasive now. It's not just a one or two whacked out professors calling for this. This is literally the whole body um, saying that parents are the terrorists. And then they go even further and say, hey, once you let your kids onto our campus, you know what? Court cases prove we're in charge now, not you parents. Sit down and shut up. Uh, And parents need to understand, Mm -hmm. don't let your kids cross that Rubicon if you don't want the government in control of them. Don't do it. And understand that the government schools are the 10th plank of the communist. Let me say that again. The 10th plank of the communist manifesto. What do you expect to happen in these indoctrination centers. Um, it's really time for, uh, pardon the pun, a rude awakening for these parents, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of books that have been written on uh, this problem with education, but I would certainly, I would highly recommend um, the problem, or actually it's called The Harsh Truth About Public Schools. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. It's not something that the John Birch Society sells, so I, and I don't get any money for plugging a book or anything. Uh, it's a very well-done book directed toward uh, p- probably parents of uh, you know Christian-minded parents, uh, Jewish-minded parents, so things like that, uh, about what is really our duty toward our children uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, educating them. What is our duty? Uh, And then what is the reality that the public schools offer? Um, And it it goes subject by subject and says, you know what? Um, We're really fooling ourselves if we're going to think that we're going to send our kids in to be, uh, you know, as people like to say, salt and light, and and somehow the system is going to be changed because they were there. Uh, Chances are they're going to come out. Uh, Now, we always like to see think that Johnny and uh, Janie are the exceptions, they're kids, but uh, chances are they're going to come out and they're going to have different thoughts and values than we have. All right, what's the name of the book one more time? The Harsh Truth About Public Schools. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with us. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? 
Just very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song and will you listen to Our it? next oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at and I'll go into my office after the bell has rung and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about and you. And I think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all I said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Eldon Stahl with me, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com, and Brian Rust, rustquinningift.com, jumps into the broadcast as well. Welcome, Brian. How are you, sir? Hey, doing good. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me, Sam. Good to be with you. All right. There's so much to talk about, so little time. Really quick so everybody knows. The book Eldon Stahl referred to right before the break is The Harsh truth about public schools bruce and short wrote it available now it's a biblical reality check ladies and gentlemen to top all others its logic is impeccable just a great book now brian rust with us we're talking about the honest money report what's gold looking like brian uh the paper price on gold is 1784.8 1784.80 okay and uh silver um, Silver's twenty four point three nine. Twenty four thirty nine. All right. And where's that from last week or whatever? Uh silver's up about ninety cents from last week. Gold's down about fourteen dollars. All right. Now twenty four dot thirty nine is spot for silver, but how much is a silver eagle silver dollar? Uh you're in that thirty five dollar range still. All right, so it's just staying right up there where it even if they manipulate it, they can hold it to a certain level, but they can't control it all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is really the upshot. What's the ratio of gold to silver now? It's not quite as extreme as it's been, right? It's about 73 to 1 right now. All right, because so it popped up yeah. to almost 100 to 1 at one point, right? Yeah, over. Got over 100 to 1. <laughs> wow. Yep. yep. So that's uh, that's interesting. What about rhodium? Is Kurt Crosby doing all right? 
Uh, rhodium fifteen thousand one fifty. So it's up way down from the high, huh? Down from the high, uh, up a little from where it was last week, but yeah. All right. So Kurt's yeah. almost broke, but he's doing a little better. <laughs> That's, right. That's the good news. All right. Just want to make sure That's about it. that, you know. All right. And there's Kurt's so always much. rich, though. He's got that liquid gold. So he's yes, kinda... he is. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like that. There's some interesting stories I want to bring to your attention. And then I want to get into inflation uh, as the broadcast continues. So it's Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, Brian Rust in the roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the interesting headline. A fake food delivery company succeeded in tricking influencers and celebrities to promote a cryptocurrency token, bilking investors out of well over $500,000 before, uh, um, well, bailing from the Internet. It's kind of an interesting story, to say the least. So uh, basically what you got is this fake food delivery company, a company calling itself Crypto Eats, began paying British influencers and celebrities earlier in October to promote its brand, billing itself as an alternative to like Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff like that, in which customers could pay for their meals with cryptocurrency, Vice reported. Uh, they say the links to the documents are no longer in service. The links are even down. But the fake company issued fake press releases through legitimate press release service called Global Newswire. With releases, believe it or not, even appearing on Market Watch and Yahoo Finance, according to Vice. The press release is still available on CoinSpeaker. And uh, they say that they tested, the beta tested this incredible service. Uh, over the summer in 2021, and the company uh, explained that it procured $8 million in Series A funding from investors in anticipation of a billion-dollar, there's your red flag, market capitalization within six months of its launch. Now, who would start some kind of a delivery service and get a billion dollars <clears throat> committed before they even launch folks you can see the red flag but nobody caught it not the celebrities not the big wigs not the news wires not yahoo finance <laughs> not market watch not not yahoo finance <clears throat> anyway they say that its founder wade phillips has partnered with major restaurant chains such as mcdonald's <clears throat> etc Anyway, the company held a sale of receipts of its, quote, cryptocurrency token, Vice reported as well. However, according to blockchain records, the developer of the, quote, Eats token transferred about $500,000 in assets and then disappeared from the Internet, disappeared from the cryptocurrency world. Uh, social media accounts, websites, emails, and all digital traces literally vanished overnight. One of the influencers who promoted the company, British reality star Joey Essex, is livid. This company used my name to dupe lots of people. It's disgusting, and I feel bad for anybody. I do tons of appearances. 
it's difficult to vet everybody. And uh, this seemed like a legit brand at the time, Joey says. So this is just one example of how I'm telling you that everybody thinks cryptocurrency is so solid. But if it's so solid, how do you literally get um, these press releases distributed through major companies? Um, how do you get this much money in tokens? And then all of a sudden, it's all just poof, disappeared? Brian, how does that happen? I thought we could trace everything. <laughs> That's right. I, I thought we were like, look, question. the blockchain's transparent. You can see everything that happens, man. <laughs> well, then how do you just disappear I, then? Well, I, I think the blockchain, as far as I under, can understand, is the blockchain, it's there, but you can't really see anything. So so it seems like uh, in, in reality, those that, uh, you know, are on that, I mean, it seems like if, if something happens to that wallet or whatever you're you're storing your blockchain in it's it's pretty well gone and no one's getting it back because it's wait a minute now it's transparent open source i can see everything there's nothing to fear here that's what its strength is brian (laughs) don't you understand the strength of the currency i i don't i'm holding (laughs) i'm holding a silver dollar in my hand i can see it now I, I really, I don't know. I, I don't see that blockchain stuff. I, I don't know. It's, it's Elder, there. do you want to I'm respond sure to this? <laughs> no, it reminds me of uh, Ray Charles. He insisted that he be paid in ones because at first right. uh, people would try to uh, swindle him and uh, say, well, I gave you some 20s and some 10s. And, uh, you know, yeah, they they did not. <laughs> they just gave him ones. <laughs> So he wanted to personally be able to count them out one by one by himself. Yeah. He was still using fake fake money, though. Does he know that? (laughs) Well, we'll have to work on that. But Ray has kind of went uh, went to the great beyond, I guess, hasn't he? So maybe. Well, there you have it. I just find this so fascinating of all the ways you can commit scandals. So we're not going to really commit scandals with the Bitcoin or the whatever digital token currency or whatever. We're just going to commit fraud all around the coin. But the upshot is when you dip your toe in the crypto, if you went for this fake food delivery company crypto kind of get rich, we're going to do it right now, then you would have been ripped off. And then at the end of the day, they just say, we don't really know. It just all vanished. I find that fascinating. They say it's difficult to vet everybody. And we thought this was legitimate. Well, I was being warned well, it's not too legitimate from the start. Right. I, 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 I wonder if, if we'll see more and more of this, really. I mean, if it's not transparent. You wonder? Realistically. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, it's virtually guaranteed, my friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of that virtual, it's virtually guaranteed. Yeah, All right. That's right. So here's the next story. I don't know if you know about ETF, but they say ETF launch helps push Bitcoin to a new high. Cryptocurrency now tops $66,000. They say Bitcoin jumped to a record Wednesday, topping $66,000 for the first time as it rides a wave of excitement about getting further accepted by the financial establishment now 
most people told me, oh, the reason that you love Bitcoin and these digital currencies, Sam, is they're in the face of the establishment. You see, they take on the establishment like nobody's business, right? And now we're all excited because it's getting more acceptance by the establishment. How stupid do you think the establishment is, ladies and gentlemen? They say Bitcoin was trading at 66,901.30. It's roared back after sinking to a low of 30-something thousand over the summer. Always looking for assets whose prices, they say, move independently of everything else in their portfolios. Rich folks are getting in now. We'll talk about it with Brian Rust and Eldon Stalin seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. America's coronavirus outbreak is rapidly improving as the Delta wave lessens. By the numbers nationwide, the United States is now averaging a 22% drop in new cases over the past two weeks. Hawaii has the lowest number of new cases relative to its population, followed by Florida and Louisiana. Representative Fred Keller, the Republican from Pennsylvania, told Newsmax that he was a great big no on the massive spending package going through Congress. If it's that good, I don't know why they're having to twist so many arms of people in their own party. The next thing should be the amount of debt that we're looking at and what's included in these bills. The way that they're going about this is not the way that the founders of our great republic figured it out to work. La Nina weather patterns will slam the west coast of the United States this weekend, dropping heavy rain and multiple feet of snow in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. USA Radio News. COVID is spiking again, and it's just not clear how to keep your family safe. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID, and the only way to reliably detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at Exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. So as you guys know, Mark's gone. The float artist at Fred's Floral just took off days before the parade. They need a replacement before business passes them by. And who am I going to get to finish the float? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. As the Virginia governor's race between former Democrat Governor Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin is virtually a tie in most polls, Fox News went to Virginia to find out what's important to them. High school student Maddie. Lately, the school board has just been uh, wrong and unacceptable. First, it was Beth Bartz, and then after these assaults, I didn't feel like learning. I felt like taking self-defense classes for my own safety, and that's why I'll be speaking at the school board meeting Tuesday. Renee, a woman of color and former American veteran, also in Leesburg, Virginia. Real history of what happened needs to be taught, but there's a way to do it so that it is taught so that we don't repeat what happened in American history, but rather we learn it, we learn from it, and we move forward together. We understand that you know, we are contributed as African Americans, as black people in history, contributed a lot to this nation that hasn't been taught. The Virginia gubernatorial election is November 2nd. Early voting is going on now through October 30th. This is USA Radio News. 
on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Brian Rust, RustQuinnyGift.com, Eldon Stahl, TheNewAmerican.com. So you got this fake food delivery company melted down and, well, used cryptocurrency to rip everybody off and then just vanished. Now you got the ETF helps launch Bitcoin to new high, $66,000. And all the rich people are saying, we're looking for assets whose prices move independently of everything else in our portfolios. I'm not so sure it's going to move independently. Now listen to this interesting tidbit. One school of thought says that Bitcoin, in particular, can offer investors protection from high inflation. Eldon? Um, <laughs> well, those are nice assurances, but uh, I have some concerns about that. I, I don't really see that as, uh, you know, how do you really guarantee any of that? I, it seems a little odd. Uh, to me, though, how would Bitcoin act as a hedge against inflation? As far as I can tell, since Bitcoin was announced, how old is Bitcoin? I mean, relatively short, right? Um, Several years, years at most? Yeah. Fine. And it's gone from what, zero to $66,000? Over the summer, it was 30, now it's 60. Isn't that the ultimate inflation, Brian? Uh, yeah, it's it's the spikes. And, you know, any to, to say that the government's not going to put a hand in it or, or be in somewhat of a control of that uh, marketplace is, kind of well now the door looks like it's opening up but yeah you're going to have those same spikes and valleys and spikes and valleys because there's some control you know that's in there I, folks I, remember yeah, this yeah. ladies and gentlemen when they see an etf launch helps push bitcoin to a new high you know that it's at the behest of the markets as well they say one school a lot of, of thought says that Bitcoin can protect investors from high inflation. Listen, some fancy it as a kin to digital gold. Then they say, although it doesn't have a long track, track record to back that up. These guys think this is like digital gold. Bitcoin's 12 yeah. years old, by the way. Cameron looked it up for us. Good work, sir. Uh, so 10, 12 years old. Um, but they act like it's digital gold. <laughs> That's right. More well, high-minded fans say digital assets are just simply the future of finance. That's all. Right. Brian? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of laugh at the – it's just one more one more uh, little scheme or plan to maybe get people involved. Or I, Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting. You know, if, if, if inflation – it's going to be able to curve inflation. I'm, I'm interested to see that uh, because – Realistically, uh, it looks like what is it? A family in, is increasing one hundred and seventy-five dollars a month to to what for? Uh, milk's up, beef's up, chickens up, everything's up, fuels up, food. I mean, so this Bitcoin is is going to save us, I guess. Maybe that is that what they're saying? I guess so, but I don't get it because everything's <laughs> up. Bitcoin at the top of the list. Yeah, that's right. Bitcoin. That's kind of my joke about is it inflation? It was literally 30000 in the summer. Now it's, what, sixty six grand. But it's going to yeah. be the hedge yeah. against inflation. Yeah, there you go. Well, anytime you have a, a, you know, a, some sort of currency that can be created out of thin air, basically, uh, that lends itself to inflation. 
inflation really means just the increase of supply of, uh, you know, some sort of currency uh, money uh, relative to the um, the supply of the wealth to, that it might be traded for. Um, but, you know, there's really uh, – how, how do you stop people from creating Bitcoin? Uh, you know, it's a lot harder to create gold. But Bitcoin, you know, it's it's digital. Right. Ryan? You're exactly right. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if it's if if you're saying so, they they base gold on okay supply that supply chain. Okay, well let's go to rhodium. Rhodium is is exponentially harder to refine, right? And it's not the minerals just yep. not there. So that Rare. cost is yeah is gonna is is gonna sit at this higher level. You know, just common sense does that. But if we're just creating, it's just like pay. They might as well you know they're just printing money. What Biden wants another three or four trillion to to curb something. I mean, it's yeah. Let's just print that. We can just make it. Okay. Well, it doesn't seem like it's rare. It just seems it's we're flooding the market with this this worthless fiat money. And and uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, inflation isn't. I mean, we're not meeting demand as far as people's paychecks or anything else to curb that. Uh, you know what what it's going to cost. So. It's interesting to see their logic here. All right. Do you guys know what an ETF launch is? I'm not trying to, to down you if you don't know. I just want to kind of bring something up. Do you know what an ETF launch is? Oh, uh, ETFs, um, tr- is it treasury funding? Uh, um, I'm trying to think. The, I've, the, the, the word's out there all the time, ETFs. They uh, yeah, so let yeah. me kind of articulate this for you. Not that I really know a lot about it either. I just want to show the vagary of this. Do you know what an ETF launch is, uh, Alden? Alden? Nope. All right. Nope. Neither do I exactly. But I went on the Internet to look up, and I said, what is an ETF launch? And there's a place called ETF.com, and it says, hey, here's how to launch an ETF. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't really want to launch one. I just want to know what one is. Okay. But then May 9th, 2016, they say, Dustin Lulin with this article or whatever. So you want to launch an ETF, it says. As many different operating models as there are ETF sponsors, you can outsource or take in-house. Just about any function. ETFs at the core are open-ended mutual funds. Okay, yeah. And there are more similarities than differences between them, but the differences are significant enough that you often see the ETF management business broken out as a separate or a separate and dedicated division within the larger financial organization. Anyway, anyway, they go on and on and on. But here's what it is, basically, ladies and gentlemen, as far as I can tell. Um, all these funds, or all these whatever, all they are is groups of people putting together whatever they want to as a group of stocks or bonds or funds or mutual funds or this and that and that. And all these things have government guidelines to them. But the, at, at the end of the day, it means you're going to get a basket of something put together by somebody to try to create stability for your portfolio, okay? <laughs> so then they say this. 
This is in 2016. Listen. More Bitcoin ETFs are coming. Yeah. So Bitcoin futures launch on fire. And you go, who will buy my ETF and why is probably the most important question you can ask yourself. So they say, if you think anybody will buy it just because it's listed for trading on the national exchange and available to trade through any broker, you'll probably be disappointed. So here's what I'm saying. These are another vague, highly regulated financial instrument that's designed to bring you stability in the marketplace, but does nothing of the sort, Brian. That's what an ETF is. Well, yeah, paper. It's these bonds and so on, and trying to, that's right, raise money and, and, and so on. To, it's how, how, I guess my point is, is how how did it go for that fake Bitcoin guru out there that just, scammed a bunch of people's you know funding i get it that's the same thing realistically right yeah so if he, if he this fake food delivery this. company was kind of like a non-traditionally launched etf right and you say well wait a minute sam there was no mutual funds involved i know <laughs> but what's a mutual fund ladies and gentlemen now the naysayers of these crypto coins and bitcoin becoming center stage they're criticizing how much energy is used by the crypto system, which adds to climate change emissions. So now it's under the uh, you know ire of the environmentalists. Then they say the biggest right. threat, meanwhile, to Bitcoin and to other, quote, digital offerings is all the regulatory scrutiny shining on it. Wait a minute. I thought this was to get away from all the government scrutiny, folks. China last month declared Bitcoin transactions flat out illegal. U.S. regulators haven't gone that far, they say. But the chair of the SEC, that's the Securities, Securities and Exchange Commission, said the world of crypto does not have enough protections for investors. Cryptocurrencies are also notorious for their sharp swings in price. The last time Bitcoin set a high, the price dropped by half in three months wild swings that's why i always say don't dip your toe in the crypto eldon brian and sam back in seconds as a parent is receiving a faith-based character-focused education for your children difficult to find do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, 
the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hey, did you get your tickets to the WeCanAct.net conference yet? If not, get her done. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. It's a great conference available starting tomorrow. You've only got minutes to get your tickets. Put in the keyword liberty, ladies and gentlemen, and you will get all caps liberty. You'll get a $50 off on every ticket you buy, ladies and gentlemen. Brian BrianRussRussClinicGift.com with me. Also, Eldon Stahl, TheNewAmerican.com. He's uh, the field director for the JBS. There's a new poll out, gentlemen. Nearly 80% of Americans blame Biden for, quote, inflation surge. Brian? Yeah. Well, I know his policies are 60% of all Americans think his policies are pathetic. Taxes, immigration, all this. So, yeah, I, I can see that. Because, I mean, realistically, Trump... Trump had a lot of things going right, and for him to come in and just tear everything down because he could, yeah, look look at where we sit. Not only because he could, but because he hated the Donald. It wasn't even a disagreement so much yeah. with policy, because Democrats have been on even the Donald Trump policy idea for decades. It's really that we right. hate Trump, and we're just going to disassemble, um, dismantle everything Trump is what we're going to do. Yeah, and, and as a result, our economic infrastructure is failing. I mean, everything's you know, it, it, it's just, it's... I mean, we could go on and on and talk about some of these, like magnesium. No one really says anything about magnesium, but 85% controlled in China. Well, that could shut the uh, entire auto industry down, aluminum cans, all these. I mean, there's so many ripple effects that are happening that, that we're unaware of, we don't hear much of, or, or so on. But all these things that he's put into place, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just unbelievable. 80% blame it on Biden, Eldon. Well, I'll tell you one thing that Biden has not decided to tear down that Trump um, helped build, and that's the USMCA. For some reason, Trump, uh, Biden likes that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And that's what's interesting is I told everybody not to go for it in the first place. Because it was re basically replacing a bad law with a bad law is what it was doing. Ladies and gentlemen, we need yep. fair trade, not free trade, folks. Right. We need to really double down and realize, ladies and gentlemen, that you know what? Uh, a, a appropriate international regulation of trade has to do with protecting the open markets, the, the uh, free enterprise system. And anything that starts to attack the free enterprise system needs to be penalized out of existence to stop it. Uh, and that's what it was primarily used for. But people don't understand that these days at all. It was used as a control spigot to the greatest economy based on the free market ever known to man. 
And uh, that's why the Founding Fathers put tariffs at the borders and everything else to not put taxes on the back of the American people, but also to act as a regulatory spigot to say, look, if you're going to play games properly and fairly and appropriate in the market, then we'll reward you and give you access to the greatest economic engine the world's ever known. If you, on the other hand, you want to use government tyranny to abuse the system and fleece the system, we're not going to let you do it, folks. And we'll put a a, a tariff on there uh, to counterbalance your abuse. And um, anyway, there you have it. But, Brian, the next headline says this. Higher inflation is here to stay for years, economists forecast, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, we're looking at the effects right now, and it's hitting you know, hitting the middle class, a lot of people, uh, and, the, and the poor, so on. I mean, it just, yeah, everything's going up. And, uh, and yet it was supposed to... You know, it's not going to hurt us. We're everything's going to be fine. It's going to, you know, and so on. Well, everything's not fine, and uh, and yet we had things in place that were were creating jobs and and bringing stability to our economy and and everything. And and now we're just, I mean, you you look at it, it's just a, you know, a ninety degree, a, you're just a, a major turn, and we're seeing the ripple effects of just all this thing. You've got ships out there, containers out there. You've got you know, it, it's just a rippling effect. You know, another important fact uh, thing as well as you look at, you know, a year ago, nurses were our heroes. Today, they're being fired. So, I mean, it's just, you look at the whole thing. I mean, there's just all kinds of things. It's just You just shake your head and go, really? This is just terrible. Huh, what do you say? It's going to stay here for years. Economists are now predicting, Eldon. I don't know how long it's going to be, but, uh, you know, people uh, need to wake up to the fact that uh, you can't just create money out of thin air, pump it into the economy in massive amounts and think that uh, uh, that's not going to have an effect. There you, you have you it, gotta ladies and gentlemen. you got to get off that gravy train. Do you, need, do you know Amen. much about Evergrande, you guys? What is it, Evergrande? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. All right. Hmm. The financial woes of Evergrande have rippled through global financial markets while investors are bracing for more volatility. <laughs> As Evergrande situation unfolds, so you say, what the heck, Sam, is this? What is Evergrande? Why is it in the news? What went wrong and what might happen next is the question. What is Evergrande? Evergrande is a behemoth company out of the communist nation of China. They're a property developer, don't you know? Mm. It owns 1,300-plus projects in more than 280-plus cities and is China's largest property developer by sales. But it does a lot more than property development, folks. Its business has expanded to include theme parks, electro vehicles, financial services, mineral water, and even owns a soccer team, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it in the news, you may ask? Well, Evergrande is estimated to have an eye-popping $300 billion of debt. <laughs> Did you hear me? <laughs> mm. billion in debt, folks. Yeah. Now, this is the communist Chinese. Uh These are the people that were taking advantage of all the money we've been sending them for decades. But now, one company, an eye-watering, 
$300 billion in debt, and it's now struggling to pay its creditors. Yeah, you think? Yeah, here's what happened. They were supposed to make a payment, ladies and gentlemen, but the investors did not receive the funds. So now people are starting to freak, Brian. Well, you blame it on Bitcoin or something like that, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, they we not had the money in China. It's not Bitcoin. Buddy. Oh, that's right. No, well, sir. Maybe you don't. It, it maybe it's not called Bitcoin, but we had the money. It was out here on some other blockchain type system, and now we can't find it. Maybe that's the. There you go. Maybe that. Now they say the ratings <laughs> agency, Standard and Poor's S and P, has deemed uh, the company as a default likely. Ooh. As investors lose faith in the solvency of the company, <laughs> Evergrande shares and the price have tumbled, Brian. Yeah. Guess how much? Oh, I think, how much? <laughs> 80% year to date. Oh, wow. <laughs> so since the start of the year, we've tumbled 80%. As the company scrambles to find funds, they say the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the problem. You ready? <clears throat> uh, construction is stalled on its projects now. Mm. Putting the future of the 1.4 million properties that it committed to build in jeopardy. <laughs> now the situation has created protesters in Jensen, China. Yeah, protesters are those who are trying to build projects and can't get them done. Right. But the problem extends beyond the people that Evergrande owes. It could have far-reaching effects because the company plays a major role in the communist nation's Chinese economy, folks. They say that it relates to 25% of gross domestic product in China. It's also the single largest source of household assets. Mm. They say that it will have a domestic and a global repercussion, the likes of which we have never seen. Ready? They say a disorderly collapse of Evergrande could trigger a downward spiral in China's property market, which could derail domestic and global growth. It could bring about social unrest as citizens simply see their wealth evaporate. What went wrong, you might ask? Well, various regulatory, business, and economic factors have brewed the perfect storm <laughs> that has resulted in Evergrande's financial troubles. Now, Brian, I don't mean to be rude, but I want to stop right there. They act like this is just a witch's brew and you can't know the ingredients. Brian, you and I can tell them what went wrong. They're all based on bogus currency. And therefore, yeah. you have no real control. One day, it's worth a gazillion dollars. Next day, you wipe your derriere with it. And they're wondering why it's off the rails? Hello, people. Yeah. I guess I'm just dumber than dirt, huh, Brian? Well, no, I don't understand Sam, financial issues there. I think you're, you're hitting it on the, the head here. I, I, I think that uh, maybe the government's really propped this seems like they've really been in bed and propped this company up to being uh, 
the mastermind and and yet it's failing and and uh, now it's coming to hurt uh, maybe they ought to pull away from some of their their testing and nuclear testing and maybe pour some money back into the, this company that's kind of that's it, it seems like that's what they do i mean it seems like our country other countries same way if a major player is in trouble and who who owes and is can billions of dollars in debt it seems like they've got they, they go to the p it's like the banking system we can't allow these people to go out of it the, the air not we can't allow this to have so they pump all this money and keep paying and they fail and they keep pushing the money yeah this looks to be one of those if you ask me and Eldon Stahl, I think it's going to ripple to America. Speaking about global ripples, who has a greater tie to China and a greater dependence on China than the great United States? Nobody. Yeah, and this is due to the policies that have been pushed for so many years by these uh, people that we call globalists, uh, members of the Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, uh, all these different, uh, uh, you know, the Bilderbergs and the Brookings Institute, Aspen Institute, all these people telling us that, uh, well, we need to have these policies to trade with communist China, uh, the greatest mass murdering uh, regime in the history of the planet. Amen. I look at this and I just say, man, we have created our own crisis, Brian. Yeah. No doubt about it. Eldon's right on. I mean, that's kind of what that's kind of what's happening here. No doubt about it. All right, Brian, we sure appreciate you and all that you do, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's awesome to be with you guys. There you go. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, if you want an honest coin dealer for you. He won't get you into an Evergrande situation. He'll just help you forever gain slow, true, real, take possession of your asset wealth. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. Eldon Stahl's with me. He'll be with me next hour as well. JBS.org, TheNewAmerican.com. we got a lot more to talk about on your radio. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Oh, do you have your WeCanAct.net ticket yet? Put in keyword liberty and get 50 bucks off. Get involved. Be there. I will. So will Eldon. Hopefully you will as well. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October 21st in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Eldon Stahl with me, field coordinator for the John Birch Society, jbs.org, thenewamerican.com. The John Birch Society, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to tell you, one of the premier organizations defending the sacred cause of liberty for decades. And, you know, they've been ridiculed and mocked and abused and attacked and maligned and 
All of it's been absolutely fake news bogus. The John Birch Society is full of people, folks, and they're not perfect. But you know what? They have been steady for the sacred cause of liberty longer than anybody else. Really, it's a reality check. In the 60s, they were literally abused because they called out the communist threat and they mocked them and literally uh, ridiculed them and used the media against them so effectively. It almost was the demise of the JBS. But no, good, faithful people stood stood tall uh, for the truth. And eventually, uh, the John Birch Society got stable footing even after the attacks and the abuse uh, and has been really carrying the ball through the New American Magazine and carrying the ball through a lot of their um, press releases and videos and uh, documentaries and uh, et cetera for quite some time. Uh, and then getting a website. I mean, they've just done tremendous. And I know a lot of people just don't even understand the JBS because they hear from their parents or they hear, oh, man, this group is just crazy off the rails, right wing. Uh, they act like the sky is falling. Lies. Since they warned about a communist threat back in the 60s, communism has marched straight into your government, straight into every aspect of our society. The threat was real then. The threat is real now. It's just gotten worse. Eldon, uh, what, what do you think of that kind of summary and introduction about the John Birch Society, sir? Yeah, very. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sam. That is so nice to you know cover some of that ground that uh, some people might have heard of, some might have not. Um, there's a nice little video that you can watch on YouTube. We put out kind of a lighthearted one, nine minutes called uh, "Standing the Test of Time." The John Birch Society standing the test of time. Uh, so kind of cover some of these things, uh, the attacks, and uh, yeah, imagine. Uh, the news media attacking one uh, relatively small at the time unknown organization that you've most people never heard of uh, on the level that they have promoted the vaccine today and imagine that organization withstanding it and surviving it that's what the john birch society has done over the years and especially in the 60s it was so heavy um didn't have internet back then. Yeah, it was so heavy. The abuse was so holistic. It was just shocking. Uh, and it just shows when you're over the target, man, you're catching flack. They got a whole lot more than flack that time, baby. Wow. But you know what? Good, honest, oh, faithful, yeah. God-fearing Americans really stood in the gap we, for the JBS. One of Even our bookstores um, down in Tennessee, I believe it was, was firebombed. Uh there was a, I, I believe it was a brick that went through the window, uh, almost hit one of the secretaries in the office over in Belmont, Massachusetts at the time, in the 60s. Uh, so people were pretty stirred up to think that the John Birch Society was this terrible organization. And it was the media. The media, you know, Time Magazine, New York Times, all these different uh, outlets, um, really just smearing and maligning a, a wonderful organization. Ladies and gentlemen, what really happened, just so you know, is they peddled fake news and lied about the JBS. That's really what happened, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you put in standing the test of time on Google, you will not get the JBS video uh, because they don't want you to get it. That's why. And as yeah, you, you know, may have the to Google go to... has just become propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's what you type in. Are you ready? JBS space standing the test of time. 
Then you'll go straight to the JBS.org website where you need to be in the first place, and uh, you'll get the, um, the video. Anyway, great, great, great video. Help you understand the real reality check, the history. And um, the government literally, in bed with the media, peddled fake news about the JBS. They've been doing it for nigh on to six decades now. Ladies and gentlemen, that is something to behold. When they're mocking us for fake news, the JBS has turned out to be right on virtually everything. Eldon? Yeah, they uh, just just the other day, uh, the Daily Beast, which shouldn't be a surprise, um, they did a, a hit piece on the John Birch Society trying to accuse us of, uh, what, encouraging people to block uh, entrance to public schools. Now, we're not exactly for public schools, but we're not going to encourage people to do anything like that. Uh, but uh, that was their <laughs> uh, tactic. Uh, they thought, well, okay, let's let's try to smear the John Birch Society again. Here's what the head or the details on the JBS page says about the video. It says this: many times, commonly known facts turn out to be wrong. In this video, we challenge incorrect, in other words, some commonly held beliefs about the John Birch Society. Uh, take the next step and get involved with the John Birch Society. Anyway, very, very educational folks. Uh, anyway, I'm not even a member of the JBS. Did you know that? And it's not that I'm against it. It's that I'm not a member of anything. But I highly endorse the JBS. You say, Sam, if you've endorsed it, why aren't you a member? Because then people just attack me and say that I have an agenda or a bias. I don't have an agenda. I just know they do great work, and I'm going to back the work. Why am I not going to join? Because then you can't say that I'm just shilling for the group that I'm a member of. I'm not shilling for anybody. I'm just telling you where the truth can be found. I'm telling you about the JBS video so that you can understand standing the test of time and how critical that really is. Uh, anyway, enough on that, but I wanted to give the JBS some really a highlighted focus. They will have a booth, by the way, tomorrow, which is Friday and Saturday at the WeCanAct.net conference. Eldon Stahl will be there, along with other local JBS folks running the booth, providing incredible fact facts-based uh, education and information. A lot of the educational material that you guys will be promoting is is done by our good buddy Alex, right? Yeah, yeah, we, we'll have quite a few of the videos, uh, uh, of course. Uh, overview of America, but also those uh, um, those magazines that uh, Alex Newman, uh, a lot of the articles he wrote for that uh, on education. So that's that's going to be really really good to have. Uh, people can come and get those. And when you meet people like Eldon Stahl and meet people like Alex Newman, you understand. And the JBS is not a frothing-at-the-mouth organization that your media has lied to you and let you believe. In the past, when we bring up the abuses of the media, people would say, mm, yeah, but they're credible and you're not. Well, now that's changed. People know we're credible and they're not, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, I got an interesting headline for you, Eldon. Speaking of the vaccines, the mandates, the force agenda that we completely stand against, headline says this, iOS 15.1. So that's the operating system the latest version that's going to be on your iPhone, right? iOS 15.1 will support, quote, verifiable COVID vaccine cards in Apple Wallet. Oh, isn't that nice? 
<laughs> yeah, so you got verifiable COVID vaccination cards now that'll be in your wallet. So you just basically show your phone and, hey, I'm, I'm appropriately vaxxed, and here's the proof. Here's the problem. When they back into that, it will become your, quote, national ID card to provide proof on all kind of things. Are you vaccinated? Yep. Uh, what's this status or that status in your life? And it's going to expand like you would not believe. And big tech leading the charge, Eldon. Yeah, this is a real problem. Uh, people, the part of the problem is we have people that are pretty ignorant of history and have gone through the government schools and they have not been taught some basic things of history. Uh, one of them is that a hallmark of any totalitarian state is some sort of internal passport so that you can move around and just do basic things that you would normally take for granted in America, like going down to get groceries or uh, filling up the gas tank or, uh, you know, doing banking, uh, anything like that. So when you have a situation like that, it gives the government a great amount of control and uh, that's that's just something that you need to resist uh, tooth and nail. Uh, don't let them go for that because uh, your your liberties are on the chopping block when that happens. So there get you have out of the public schools once again. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to that. Why are we back to it? Because it is one of the <laughs> the decisions that you're going to really eventually flat out need to make, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Very, very scary indeed. Next headline, Donald Trump announces new social media platform. It's going to be called Truth Social, and he launched it, they say, after being banned by major apps. Twitter says he can never come back. Facebook says he can come back in 2023. But former President Donald Trump announced that he is launching the new social media platform. Uh, I'll tell you about the details in seconds. We'll get Eldon's response. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody ever having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So Donald Trump announces new social media platform called Truth Social, designed to compete with big tech. They say the full version is expected to be out in the first quarter of 2022. Um, do you want to respond to this, Eldon? Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've, you know, I initially had. Uh, you know, when Facebook was the only kid on the block, I thought, well, that's, that'd be a good thing. But uh, lately, they've just shown their teeth and said, well, we're we're just going to try to censor this and that. And you can't, uh, it's supposed to be this free speech type of thing to be able to share ideas freely. But nope, nope, they just want to push their agenda. So uh, I'm tired of that. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Uh, I find that interesting. I hope Donald's platform is really a free speech platform. Uh, but I know Donald can be pushed around fairly easily by, quote, the court of public opinion, etc. And I wonder uh, if the John Birch Society would be allowed to be on there. I wonder if Liberty Roundtable Live would uh, be allowed to be on there. I kind of really wonder how free it will really be. Or will it be, we're going to give freedom to the Donald and other people? Well, maybe not so much. Now, President Trump says we'll find out. that it's for everybody. And I pray that's really true. But I look at it and I kind of think, you know, it's great for him to start his own media company. But I really wish Donald Trump would put a little bit of money into a bunch of us that are already doing a good job of the media. Already being fair to President Trump. Even though I haven't endorsed him and even though I wouldn't vote for him, I've been very fair in promoting when he does right things. The more he does right, the better. Launching this media company is one of the right things to do, and I commend him for it. But I also wish he would help fund folks like us, uh, and not just me, Brighty on TV, many others, of people that are really already doing a good job. We could really use the support to compete with the mainstream press. And if Donald had a two-pronged approach, one of them was to build his own company, and then give us a platform on it. And then secondly, he was willing to help fund a few of us to keep us alive. Uh, it's been very difficult with the abuses that we all take. Anyway, I think that yeah. would go a long way to take on the mainstream press, more than even President Trump himself and his own channel can do. Because there's a well, lot of sure. people doing a lot of good work already that need to be, what do you want to call it, strengthened? Anyway, that's my take, yep. Eldon. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we've we have an emerging certainly uh, alternative news media that's uh, 
that's been out there. But uh, boy, trying to trying to keep things afloat is not easy in in the media world. You've got to really get advertisers and get people to support you and all that, and that's uh, that's not an easy thing. So um, without them, I think Trump would have a difficult time getting elected in 2016. All right, I find this headline very, very strange. <laughs> Here it is. Radio host. Dennis Prager, quote, I deliberately caught COVID. Dennis Prager says that he literally hugged thousands in a quest to catch the disease and get natural immunity. He thinks it's like the uh, chicken pox or something. Radio host, quote, I deliberately got COVID, he said on Monday's Prager radio show. Do you want to respond to purposely trying to get the virus? He said, Um, I've been working at this hmm. since the pandemic started, and finally I achieved my goal. I'm sick with the COVID. I had to be down for a few days and couldn't do my show live. What do you think of this, Eldon? Uh... I'm not sure that I would deliberately seek that out, but, uh, you know, it's some, it, the thing with COVID is uh, it can be quite severe for some people. Um, a person I know, he just died uh, yesterday with it, and uh, he had some complications, of course, uh, kind of a more elderly person, but still, it, it is a d- sad thing. Um, I don't know. It, I don't know how strong his immune system is is a Prager fellow, um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of a gamble. Now I'll tell you, I would never intentionally try to do that. I don't think it's like um, chicken pox at all. What I find fascinating though is he says his wife's sick, he's sick, uh, etc. Um, I don't agree with intentionally trying to get it or pass it around. I think it really creates, in my opinion, credibility crisis for our side he says he wants to get natural immunity so he doesn't have to get the vaccine which he will never do but see when you act that irresponsible it makes all of us people who don't want the vaccine to look irresponsible so i wonder if this is kind of a gimmick coming out of the public and doing this um i don't know why he would do it i'm just telling you it's very very strange but he gives us kind of a credibility crisis because now it's like yeah those whacked out vaxxers are you know they're trying to or the unvaxxer people they're trying to you know, get COVID on purpose. They think they're having COVID parties. They think this is a big old joke. And well, anyway, here's what he, um, he tells the daily beast that his treatment has consisted of such therapeutics as the regeneral mono anaclonal body antibody cocktail, which most of us can't afford to get, by the way, they say which currently has emergency use authorization for COVID from the FDA. Now, he's also using ivermectin. They say a drug not approved for COVID mainly used for horse dewormers. An animal dewormer, which I disagree with completely. He says the fact that I'm, I'm on my way to natural immunity is a high for me, Prager said on Monday. Now, I agree with that point, that we want natural immunity if we need it and everything, but I would never intentionally try to 
do this. He occasionally muted his mic to cough, they say. He said, I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> hmm. They lost their taste, <laughs> sense know. of taste and smell. What we don't want people to do is create COVID parties and intentionally infect themselves. Anyway, it goes on, but I look at this and I think, you know what, Dennis, I appreciate this will get you a lot of coverage as a shock jock. I appreciate that you want natural immunity because I would agree with that. But intentionally infecting yourself and then going on the air and publicizing that fact is, in my opinion, irresponsible and puts our side of the discussion really, um, in my opinion, in a very compromised position. Just let me be clear. I never tried to get COVID. I tried to not get COVID. I took the protocols that I thought were warranted and made sense. I was careful. I had COVID twice, once for sure, I believe twice. The first time I got COVID, then it turned into Bell's palsy. The second time I got COVID, I almost died. And I do believe ivermectin uh, and prayers to God Almighty and blessings from uh, people in the religious realm saved my life. But I would never try to get the disease. I don't believe in the vaccine, and I support herd Im- or I mean, I support natural herd immunity. Uh, I believe getting the virus is one of the best ways to become immune to it. I agree, but I don't think we would ever try to speed it up or intentionally get it. It can make people very, very sick indeed. But I really think this creates a credibility crisis uh, for Dennis Prager uh, and for all of us, really, because it makes us just look radical and irresponsible. What do you say, Eldon? Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with you. I I would not seek it out. Uh, we we really don't know for sure until we get sick how strong our immune system is, and uh, of course that's that's not a good time to f- figure that out because uh, with something like COVID, it could be uh, it could be pretty bad. Um, so, but yeah, I had COVID, um, had it for about three days, uh, family had it, uh, you know, went around, but I didn't seek it out, of course, uh, but I just happened to uh, be like many people just going about my daily life. And, uh, but yeah, I'm not planning on getting uh, any, any of these shots that they're pushing, which uh, who knows what's in them. And uh, we've had all kinds of stories of uh people having adverse effects from them more than probably any other uh, thing that's labeled a vaccine. The reason I bring this all up, ladies and gentlemen, is there's a new study out about tuberculosis. Study finds tuberculosis is passed on by breathing. We'll talk about that coming up in seconds. Mm -hmm. Because of these aerosols, they say. There's a new study out of Africa that talks about this. Anyway, we'll talk about it more in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. U.S.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. An organized group of parents in Michigan and Virginia accused Attorney General Merrick Garland in a federal lawsuit Tuesday of trying to criminalize free speech. The lawsuit is seeking an injunction saying it's causing irreparable harm to the parents of Loudoun County Public Schools in Virginia and Saline Schools of Michigan. It should be noted that Garland is the only defendant listed in the complaint. New York City firefighters are taking a stand against Democrat Mayor Bill de Blasio. The Uniform Firefighters Association revealed it would not be enforcing vaccine mandates on any of its members. UFA President Andrew Ansbro said they would not be cutting staff, stating it would put their community at risk. Former President Trump announced Wednesday that he is launching a new media company that will begin the beta phase in November. In a statement, they desire to create a rival to the liberal media consortium and fight back against the big tech companies of Silicon Valley. USA Radio News. Hear that? That's the sound of a man guarding his home around the clock. Because he has 24-7 professional monitoring from Simply Safe Home Security. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe keeps watch night and day. If there's trouble, Simply Safe alerts them and will dispatch emergency help when needed. Protect your home and your sleep. Take 30% off a new system at simplysafe.com today. There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. With guidelines and regulations changing by the week, one thing is certain. You need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever. The leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way. President Biden selling his massive social spending bill. Tim Berg explains. President Biden spending part of his Wednesday in Scranton, Pennsylvania, pushing his Build Back Better agenda. In the Build Back Better plan, I got more money for passenger rail than the entire Amtrak system cost to begin with. We're going to change the nation in a big way. Amtrak did receive $1 billion in COVID relief money in early 2020, although it still did not turn a profit in fiscal 2020, losing $801 million. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. President Trump is launching a new network. Chris Barnes reports. Former President Trump is getting ready to start posting on the World Wide Web again. Trump announced he is launching his own social media network called Truth Social. Says it's to, quote, stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this interesting headline. They've been doing new studies. And the new studies say that tuberculosis is spreading. They say 5 million people got it last year. And that's just the number that they can document. They say it's more like probably 10 million people. Study finds tuberculosis is passed on by breathing. I find that very, very interesting uh, indeed. The next question becomes, will the next versions of the coronavirus have some 
tuberculosis element added to it. What are the futures of these, quote, in my opinion, bioweapons released and the bioweapon vaccines, the anecdote bioweapon? What's the future of those things? And now we see that tuberculosis is passed on by breathing. Same with the COVID. You breathe out these little droplets and whatever, missed it, and everybody gets sick. I see a future tie somewhere, somehow. Past, present, and future tie. Eldon? Well, yeah, anything's possible. The tuberculosis, as we know, has been around for a long time, and it, and it's been you know relatively rare recently in the United States, but it seems to be on the rise. Uh, uh, some people attribute that to uh, you know people that come into the United States uh, usually illegally, and they have not been properly screened for tuberculosis. Um, and so it's uh, you know just a little aside. Uh, I, I was studying for a time to uh, looking at being a court interpreter. And they said, well, okay, there might be some situations you go down to the jail and you're uh, with this uh, inmate and they want to be up very up close and personal with you and it's a possibility that you can contract tuberculosis as they uh, speak uh, to you into your face. Um, that's not something I really, you know, it seems like an un, unsafe practice. Uh, work environment there. Uh, not that it, you know, I mean, these people do need interpreters, but uh, boy, uh, something to consider. But yeah, uh, you, when you talk about the uh, the droplets that people are so concerned about with uh, with COVID, with the virus, tuberculosis is really in those um, and very, uh, you might say, communicable uh, tuberculosis is. So that's that's something to be certainly concerned about we don't want to have that on the rise again in the united states all right there you have it ladies and gentlemen um all i'm telling you is i don't know the tie to this yet i'm just telling you when they release studies about tb and it comes through breathing you've had studies about the coronavirus that led to gain of function research and you kind of go hmm they're studying all this stuff uh, will there be a tie? Will there be a link? Will there be a relationship? Well, all this has to do with your ability to breathe, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that very scary in your mind and interesting as well? All right, here's the next headline for you. Government website features much maligned ivermectin as COVID treatment. Did you see this? <laughs> you probably oh. didn't, did you? World Net Daily, Art Moore with the article. Let me say it again. Government website features much maligned ivermectin as COVID treatment. Where you say? The NIH, National Institutes of Health, website features much maligned ivermectin as COVID treatment. Drug listed second only to expensive government favorite remdesivir, which I would not take. Anyway, very fascinating. Eldon, what do you say to that? <laughs> so, so on one day, this is the uh, uh, the thing that we can't take, and on the next day, it's uh, recommended. That's that's basically how you know when you when you turn your uh, the medical and healthcare decisions over to the government, then you have all this, uh, you might say, arbitrary stuff that doesn't make sense rather than just having a doctor being able to 
um, examine things and say, oh, yeah, this this looks like the best route to go. Well, and according to Dr. Pierre Corey, who's talked about ivermectin as one of the great solutions if we let people take it early and everything else, uh, he testified before Congress and many committees about this. His whole team has been really doing with the frontline doctors some tremendous work regarding ivermectin. What's fascinating to me is that Congress, between 100 and 200 members of Congress, their families and their staffs have been taking ivermectin this whole time. Eldon, did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. But but uh, yeah, now they got caught. Me, boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, have to tell them that they shouldn't take this horse tumor stuff. It's uh, that's dangerous. <laughs> You're going to love this next headline. The same group, the National Institutes of Health, got a huge $4 million grant. The NIH gave the John Hopkins Health Institution $4 million in grant money to study magic mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. They want to know about how psilocybin can help you with your um, let me see this with your tobacco addiction. <laughs> yes, sir. The study will be led by John Hopkins medicine in collaboration with New York university, ladies and gentlemen, as the university at Birmingham there down there in Alabama. And they said, we knew that it wouldn't be long till they'd fund this work because the data is so compelling. And because this work is safe. Psilocybin, that's the agent in mushrooms that makes you high or euphoric or whatever, does have very real risks. But don't worry. These risks are mitigated through controlled settings. Through screening, preparation, monitoring, and great care. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you want to fight your <laughs> tobacco addiction, get on some shrooms, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I no longer have a, a desire to have uh, smoke. I, I just, uh, I see all these uh, things all over that I didn't see before, but that's okay. Now check this out. They say you're going to have, if you're part of this study, you're going to have six to seven hours where you go ahead and take mushrooms you'd kick back and listen to music. They say this is the first time in over 50 years the government's been involved in psychedelic research. The historical relevance of this grant is monumental, they say. We want to break addictive thought and behavior patterns. Yeah, it also um, fights depression, just so you know. <laughs> well... Uh, yeah, I imagine uh, that would have some effect on depression too. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. Do we really want to, to go down that route of saying, well, let's uh, let's replace one addictive thing with uh, psychedelics? Uh, I, I don't know. It seems uh, uh, I don't know. But you know, it's the same government that we're we're studying the mating habits of frogs or whatever. So uh, is this really? something that should be spending money on, but when you're spending other people's money, it's easy to do. Yeah. Hmm. You can get on mushrooms, man. 
compliments of your government. If you guys want to sign up for this study, you can hang out six, seven hours per session, get high on Magic Mushrooms, man, and just listen to tunes. Don't worry, it'll fight depression, it'll fight your tobacco use, and best of all, they say, after the study, people remain more abstinent. So if you want to quit, you know, making babies, they just get everybody on the mushrooms, man. Look, you won't have any babies. Um, you won't be addicted to tobacco, which is really harmful. <clears throat> and you won't be depressed. So there's you just get on the magic. population control element in this? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. It's just weird as all get out, great. man, I'm telling you. And this is the people that finally put on their website, hey, you can have ivermectin as treatment a year and a half later. I wonder if mushrooms gets rid yeah. of COVID. What do you think? Did you just eat some <laughs> mushrooms and pretty soon no more cocoa? I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> That's not in the study, by the way, folks. I'm just kind of saying, hey, it's almost a miracle drug. These magic mushrooms, buddy. And you're just having a fantastic yeah. time. Anyway, there you well, have it. Well, it's, it's always an interest of the despotic ruler to have uh, the populace more and more uh, wrapped up in vices. Uh, so this, this might be one of them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, it's called the death of cash update I want to talk mm. about. Then we'll get into a little bit more of the COVID reality checks and the battle in the government schools over, well, what's happening to your kids? Can you protest or not? Or are you just a terrorist or what? Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Live and on your radio, Eldon Stahl with me, ladies and gentlemen, John Burt Society. The John Birch Society doing a phenomenal job. JBS.org and TheNewAmerican.com. So, <laughs> I guess it's called the Death of Cash Update. You weren't taking and any here's of those the mushrooms, question. were you? I was, I was uh, trying to stay away from the mushrooms. <laughs> but I know it'll just help me in so many ways. You know? <laughs> I wonder if it'll help me not be so hooked on liberty. Maybe I can get rid of my liberty addiction and just not care anymore if I'm it on may. the magic. Yes. Death of cash update, ladies and gentlemen. Is the purge coming is the question, Eldon. Yeah, we... we you think the, the you purge know, of cash is coming? Well, people are pushing for it, I know. Um, that's going to be a really bad thing if we would just totally get rid of cash, even though, yes, we have fiat currency and all that, but it's something that you can hold in your hand, uh, something that you can, uh, you don't need some sort of electronic device to use. Uh, so there is at least some ability to, uh, to control that. That's beyond the reach of uh, uh, the people that want to rule over us. But and that is the point, you, ladies and gentlemen. You have independence in transactions, and you have uh, what's the word I want to say? Privacy in your transactions. If you have some degree of cash, but if they take that away, you won't have any of that. They'll be able to trace every single thing you do from a financial point of view. Time will tell if they're going to do yeah. that. Some are saying it's already here. I'm saying, is it coming? Because I don't think it's here yet, folks. But they're certainly working on it. All right. Nearly 1,900 Washington State employees quit and or were fired over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, writes the Epic Times, Eldon. Well, that's quite a lot of people. You wonder what are they going to do with all their time. Um, maybe they'll uh, take some time to, to lobby against these mandates. Uh, people that, you know... A lot of these people are folks that had never thought of themselves as activists before. And now, um, you know, their habit of minding their own business has caught up with them. And now they, you know, it's either fight or flight. So some of them may. I hope they do because uh, these things don't get better until people get involved and push back and say no more of that. I'm a little bit happy that these people are all government workers, though. We need less government workers anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know that it'll necessarily make for less government. Uh, they'll, I'm sure, try to fill those positions in Washington state government. But, but still, um, you know, if you have that level of uh, people just saying, hey, I'm done with this, I, uh, maybe that's a sign that uh, you ought to reconsider your policy. It's it's not you know, I mean even even with government jobs, of course you can't just snap your fingers and say okay we're going to replace so and so. People are people make things happen. It doesn't matter what organization you have. Anyway, you're going to see huge swaths 
of this happening. You're seeing it with the airlines. You're seeing it with police officers. You're seeing it with nurses and frontline healthcare workers. Now you're seeing it with government, state workers. This is going to continue big time, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a teacher shortage, and I got the solution. You ready for it? If all these terrorist parents would just pull their kids out and show the ultimate terrorism by not putting their kids in the government school, then you won't need as many teachers. It'll just solve the teacher problem. What do you say to that, Eldon? Yeah, I think there's uh, quite a bit of opportunity for that. Uh, And a lot of people say, well, I can't do homeschooling and all this. You know, uh, you might have a special situation, but think about uh, Ben Carson's mother. She could not even read. She was very poor, and she um, brought up her two sons in the classical education, uh, homeschooled them, basically, and uh, one of them, as we know, became a brain surgeon. Uh, really, there, if there's a will, there's a way. But uh, you have to come to a point where you're willing to make that sacrifice and figure out some way to make it work. Um, I'm not saying that things are not tough. There's plenty of people who have difficult situations, but but really um, you have to get to that point. Uh, maybe it's reading uh, the harsh truth about public schools book, uh, or maybe it's uh, being accused of being a terrorist. I don't know. Something's got to got to get you to that point where it's kind of like the Dave Ramsey thing. It's got to hurt enough to make a change. Well, and in my opinion, people need to realize that they can do hard things. Uh, You know, back in the day, a lot of parents taught their children, plus worked on the farm, plus we've got so much more time in our society due to, you know, washing machines for your clothes and dryers and dishwashers. And, uh, you know, we've got an easy life. We've got plenty of time on our hands, uh, comparatively speaking, from the necessities of life battle our forebears uh, dealt with. But we need to really realize we can do hard things. This is doable. Eldon? Yeah, it is very doable, especially nowadays. There's so, so many options for homeschooling, and there's more private schools, too. Uh, so you can uh, you can do it on a shoestring budget. Uh, you can, if you want to spend more money, you can uh, find options like Freedom Project Academy, which, uh, you know, you have, I guess, more time on your hands. It costs a little bit more money, but it's quite affordable. Uh, so there's there's all different kind of uh, hybrids and all different approaches. Uh, you need to kind of study it out, talk with somebody else that's doing homeschooling, find out what they do, uh, and come up with a plan for your, your own family. But uh, many people have walked this road, and many, many, many more are doing so now. We've probably had homeschooling triple in the last couple of years in the United States. It's It's phenomenal. And ladies and gentlemen, not only... Can we do hard things? But I think it's really important to understand a lot of parents who are spending so much time on, you know, TV or other things that, you know, aren't really very fulfilling. Too much time scrolling on social media. Parents are involved in that, too. If you back away from a lot of those things and spend time with your children, teaching them to read, write, do arithmetic, um, a little bit about history, teach them to be loving liberty children, uh, there's stories that can help with that. There's, and you give them that love of learning and that love of liberty. Believe it or not, children take off. They just, their wings unfold and they just fly. 
And they do because they find out what their interests are. They find out what, what motivates them. And then before you know it, they know more about it than you do. Ladies and gentlemen, um, one of my sons is a real exercise freak in a good way. Don't get me wrong. He's a basketball player, and he exercises just a ton. He wants to walk onto a college team. But he built himself a salmon ladder. And I'm like, what the heck is a salmon ladder, son? And he goes, well, it's this thing that you climb up with, and it really strengthens your, your core, uh, your stomach muscles and the core of your body. And, and so he literally went out, went to the store, bought wood, got the tools, came back and built this salmon ladder. And I, I didn't even know what a salmon ladder was or how to use it, but he built one, and he's exercising on the thing. And then I ask him and learn about it more, and it turns out that he wants to go into construction for a living. He wants to be a, a, a manager in construction, maybe a general contractor. But anyway, I bring this up because, I mean, I never known him to build anything in his life like that. But he was so interested in it because of his exercise desires and his personal interests and his love of construction and building things to where he just went out and did this and he built this device himself before I even knew what the thing was. This is the point about learning and love or developing the love of learning, I should say, and developing the love of liberty. When that happens, people just take off, Eldon. That's what real schooling is all about. Yeah, it's very liberating, really. Um, and, and there's so many little tiny things that you don't realize uh, when you start homeschooling that you figure out, oh, well, now we can do that. Um, you know, it, it's just, and it strengthens your family uh, quite a bit. Uh, you really get to have a, a stronger relationship between um, parents and children. Um, because you're teaching them, you're inter interacting with them, and you're, of course your children are looking to you as uh, somebody that is, you know, knowledgeable rather than at the public schools. They say, well, you know, really you need to look to the, uh, the school for guidance rather than your parents. Well, and what you need to remember, too, is when you teach people uh, the love of learning and you teach people the love of liberty, it becomes lifelong pursuits self-motivated and that's really in my opinion the key none of us should ever quit learning we all agree with that but when you teach children to love to learn then before you know it you really um teach them you give them everything because if they know how to read and they know how to do math and they know the basics the rest takes care of itself because they're on a lifelong quest not just a, I want to get this done because I have to because dad or mom say so. Um, not because of any, re but you develop this love of learning that's really infectious. And that's what Ben Carson, as you uh, highlighted this, that's what his mom literally uh, started him on the road of. And it ended up in a, well, he got out of the hood and he became one of the greatest physicians ever known, right? I should yeah, say surgeons, right. but physicians, that's right? right? You you teach people that they can teach themselves and and learn things and uh, that is so empowering. That's uh, you know more that's more empowering, of course, than any government program that targets kids that are in the gangs or whatever. If you can you can teach them that, uh, that's that's wonderful. Amen to that. We're flat out of time, Eldon Stahl. Thank you so much for being with us, sir. Oh, thank you so much. <clears throat> 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to promote the Weekend Act Conference. It starts tomorrow. Eldon Stahl will be there with the John Birch Society booth. JBS.org to learn more. TheNewAmerican.com for their incredible magazine. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I'll be there as well with the LovingLiberty.net booth. LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network. And we'll be promoting this conference like nobody's business. It is the way to get involved. And, you know, a lot of people think it's about learning. It is. But it's called We Can Act for a reason. Because I don't want you to just sit there in a chair and learn. I don't want to just meet, greet, and retreat. I want to think we can act. We can act in our best interest as Americans. We can act in our best interest to promote free enterprise, to promote the proper role of limited government, to protect ourselves from abusive government. We can act, ladies and gentlemen, is the conference. Tickets are available now. Put in the keyword liberty and get your ticket now. Go in person if you can. Really pull out the stops and go in person. But if you can't, there are streaming options. Weekenact.net, keywords liberty. Put it in and get an incredible discount for you and your loved ones. We'll see you there. For Sam Bushman and Eldon Stahl, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.